Welcome, friends, to Tank Tap, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 288, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello, Ben. And Adel. Hey! <laughs> Hello, both. Thank you for uh, hanging out with our guests last week and doing uh, an incredibly interesting episode and fun episode. Did, did you get a chance to listen to it? Yes, I did today. Nice. It was, yeah. I, I mean, I'll... I'll leave more often and get more interesting <laughs> people to come onto the, the show <laughs> every every uh, every now and then so uh, but no it was really good um, we've got to follow that up tonight so we might as well crack into some beers uh, I'm I'm going to start I've got a big beer I'm ready for it it's a new beer from Arbor called All the Simcoe Ladies in a gold can <laughs> I love that um, it nice. is a double dry hopped IPA with Simcoe, Mosaic, Idaho 7 and more Simcoe. We liked it, so we put a ring pull on it. Uh, 7.2%. Yeah, I think good. it was brewed like two weeks ago or something like that. So nice. I'm going to crack this one open. Lucy, you've got a beer. What mm-hmm. are you drinking? I do, but nothing will top uh, Simcoe ladies. You might as well just crown that the winner this week already. So, um, I've got a beer. Sadly, only one beer this week, but it is a also a big boy, and it is from Pomona Island, uh, and it's called "I Feel Weasels on All Sides." Okay, um, very hard to see as it's. Red writing on like cream, uh, nice on peach background. Anyway, dippers with cryo pop, uh, mm. dippers rewriting beer history, dippers in garden chairs, dippers with nice body and a long, tasty finish. 8.5%. Uh, that's it, 440ml can. Nice, cool. Yeah. Um, Adel, what are you starting off with this week? Uh, I am following your suit, Ben, because I am having Enter Simcoe. Ah, nice. It's a hazy Ipa from Siren, 6%. Soft, tasty IPA dedicated to one of the all-time great hops, Simcoe. Expect vibrant tropical fruit notes with punchy citrus and piney aromas. Yeah, I haven't had a Siren in a while. Um, looking mm. forward to it. Comes in a... A wee can, I'm not used to. Oh, the first 330. Um, I, I think the last siren I had was their, one of their barista series ones mm-hmm. recently. Which are always nice every year. Yeah, they are. They bring out some more. And um, okay. I did see on something like Facebook or, or Twitter somewhere that they were putting out a call to like influencers oh, yeah. if they wanted Sugar, to receive... I was meant to send that to you yeah I, I looked at it I clicked the link and then I never did anything with it <laughs> so we'll probably yeah, I, just I, I buy filled them, out the we? form but I, was just, I think it was just their Caribbean chocolate cake and I was like I'm Caribbean oh yes it is. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sugar I forgot to send that to you yeah, That's I'm glad we'll you saw it, it. We'll mm. I've just picked a spot on the side of my head. It's bleeding. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. I'll face this way instead. Um, <laughs> this beer. This beer is lovely. I mean, Good. it feels much bigger. I know it's 7.2%, but it feels like a dipper. It's got that lovely, smooth mouthfeel. It's got a big, big mouthfeel and a big flavour to it. Very 
sweet on the nose. Lots of sweetness coming mm. through. And that flavour is, I mean, it's, 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 it's tons of Cinco. But there's this, I, th I guess it's maybe the Idaho 7, just giving a, a little bit more of a creaminess to it. Just a touch towards the end of a kind of very creamy, sweet kind of coconut hint to it, right at the end of it. But before that, it's full of tropical fruit. It's, it's, it's a little bit of sort of limey citrus in there as well. It's kind of as you would expect from a Simcoe and Mosaic mix, but big and, and like a full flavor, absolutely full. Um, it's incredibly thick. I mean, it even looks like a dipper. Mm. It looks like a 2018 or 19, whenever that was, you know, <laughs> a juice bomb dipper. Um, yeah. and, and it has those qualities to it as well, that thickness, that full body. The creaminess to it, the lovely full fruit. It's just it's just really nice. Yeah, mine looks similar. Mm. So. A, a, a pint's gonna go down incredibly quickly. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll move on, Lucy, and we'll come to you as it's looking similar. Mm. Maybe not as gloopy as yours, mm. and maybe mm. a few uh just a tinge lighter. Mine yeah, mine's a little darker, perhaps. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think on the light, it probably looks a bit more straw than it is. It's it's very orangey in from here, but um, yeah, just smelling at the lots of tropical fruit flavors and like yours, been a bit of sweetness on the on the mm -hmm. on the nose. But yeah, very much thought oh, this smells like like a tropical yogurt, like passion fruit or, or a bit of mango. Mm. Oh, it smells really good, but taste-wise... Mmm. Oh, yeah. That's good. It doesn't taste like a dipper, though. Jeez. Okay. Mm. I think you could probably tell it's a bit stronger in strength just because of the sweetness, but... Mm -hmm. It... It's... It, I could knock this back very quickly. It probably feels more, a bit more, um... 6% rather than the, was it 8.5, I believe it was. Mm. Yeah, 8.5, but um, not quite sessionable, but definitely definitely doesn't feel like a really big beer. Which 8.5%? Mm. For us, it's nothing, isn't it? So. <laughs> that's it. Come back to us when we're just drinking 14%. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's but yeah, um, yeah, it's really wet, so it's like don't feel impelled, compelled to like keep sipping. I, I, th I think, um, gosh, was it a Pomona Island that I had last week, or was it uh, something from Black Iris? It was. It was quite. It was probably similar to this strength, but it felt. It was very dry and it was very powdery. And it was just like I felt impelled to like keep on drinking it because it was just like phew, just took all the moisture out of my mouth, and it was like trying to get some some like uh, moisture out of it but it's just mm. it was just too dry whereas this it's just the complete opposite it's it's very wet finish very wet throughout the taste and yeah getting these nice it's got a nice hoppiness to it a nice bit of bitterness at the end um the sweetness isn't too too overwhelming which is good um but yeah it's a very good dipper from Pabona Island like if you've ever had a beer from them you know they make good 
I think I've only really had like IPAs from them and stuff like that. I don't usually see them making other styles. Yeah, I've 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 mm. most had IPAs and dippers mm-hmm. from them. I think mm. I did have a stout from them. Not that yeah. long ago, maybe a few episodes back. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe once or something. But it's like, yeah, this is their this is their bread and butter. So it's like they know how to make this style. Mm. IPAs and double IPAs, and yeah, it's. I'd love to know what hops are in it. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't say. I don't think <laughs> it's got oats in it. So yeah, definitely. I think that maybe like. Didn't you? Wasn't there a, a, a cryo pop? Cryo pop, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of these mm-hmm. sort of more modern hops that loads of UK yeah. brewers were brewing with about six or so months ago, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't necessarily say it's like a you know single hot beer, but yeah, yeah it's got, it's got tons of flavour, tons of fruit. You know, it's, um, it's very good. Uh, starting to feel that alcohol burn now, so it it, it 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 starts, it warms on you. So good. Ben, you had Superman's big sister, the double yes. milk imperial stout. Yes, right? that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the is it a mole stout? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, imperial, they... uh, imperial mole stout. Yeah, mm. sorry, Untapped yeah. didn't ca- called it a double milk, but it is the mole stout. Yeah, yes, yeah. And I had um, a, the last week it was the Cancion Mixteca from Pomona, so mm. that was mm, okay. But yeah, th- this is their bread and butter, and they know how to make these beers very well. Mm. And this is another good one. Uh, if you want to hear more about Ben's Pomona stout. Episode two eighty four. Okay, a month ago, a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, back back <laughs> when I I played teacup. Yeah. Oh, wow. It does feel like a long was time I, ago. Was I was I pre Metroid Dread? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, the 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 hotness at the time was a little <laughs> game called Death Loop. Ah, never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. <laughs> that that game did kind of come to didn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, maybe it'll come back around again. Hey, hey. I hope um, it does. Let, we'll, we'll, right. we'll come over to our hist- <laughs> tanked up historian Adolf. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, not historian, cataloger. I suppose would be better. Uh, a resident Googler. <laughs> uh, so it's nice and hazy, as you would think for a hazy IPA. Um, it's actually quite a got a crisp. Slightly citrus, um, mildly floral. I want to say uh, nose, but really quite light. I was expecting a bit more of a, like a tropical punch, mm-hmm. and it's it's not quite there. There's a touch of mango, um, and and you know a little bit of like sweet citrus. Ooh, that is a. You know when you have like a four point seven or a five point two percent beer, that like one point three to slash point eight percent, you really can't tell the difference. I six like six percent, yeah. just the smoothness, the creaminess. It's been a while. I've been having these lighter beers on, on the podcast, and uh, and when I was out and about, and uh, boy, do I, I! It's not that I like getting drunk. <laughs> it's that I, you can't. There's no way. Like you just can't 
really substitute that smoothness and that creaminess, and it's done really well here. There's a slight oat, oaty maltiness as well in this IPA, just helping make it a little bit creamy mm-hmm. than you would expect, which is really, like, just smooths everything out. Nice. Yeah. Mine ever, with the oats with mine, it definitely gave it that bit more pizzazz with the creaminess as well. I think mm. that's where I got, like, the smell of yogurt from. Mm. And it's got, um, and yeah, it's it's a, it's got that um, citrus is there, a bit more of that tropical fruit, less direct mango, more generic tropical fruit coming through. Um, uh, it finishes a little wet, um, and I was hoping for something a little more piney, given the flavor text, but. Um, I mean, it's not like Simcoe's a really super dank hop, so I'm not surprised that it's not quite there. I was just, you know, when they say piney and you're like, aha, you've queued me up to be mm. disappointed. Um, no, it, <laughs> other than that, this is it's really smooth. Um, it, crisp is what I said on the nose, and I think that I'll, I'll go with that. It kind of ends, it has a finish, but it's really light. Um, most of the, the taste is in just that first 10 seconds. Uh, and again, there's not, there's almost no taste curve really. It's just sort of a natural, I am tasting it because it's in my mouth. Now it is gone and it is mm. fading away. And there's, like I said, a light citrus, slightly sweet tropical finish, but, um, not, not very bitter, but just bitter enough to make you feel like you had a sip of beer. Uh, definitely not something that you will force you to grab again because of the drying out, but it is something you're going to grab again because it is a quick, tasty, crisp, uh, IPA, you get those tropical notes, you get that citrus, and then it kind of leaves. Uh, it doesn't storm off, but it leaves, it's done, and you're like, ah, I enjoyed that. M- m- best have another sip. <laughs> it's it's a, a good summary and a good way to just keep drinking that beer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, to go back to something that Lucy said, um, I don't know whether brewers would want the term yogurty to start being kind of thrown around. It's almost the same as when everyone started calling those slightly thicker beers, especially Garage, just calling their beer soup, like that soupy. Yeah. It's a kind of a, it's almost a bit like, mm, like oniony as well. Mm. No, there's a few of these terms. Vegetal. That we, yes, vegetal. Yeah. Do people Earthy. really want their beer to be that? No. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll chuck yogurty in there into yeah. the... Um, Vocabulary of beers. Uh, you know, like um, I think it's because that usually, like, not not sponsored uh, Oikos yogurt every morning, and it's like, just got that. You know, I I, I like the fruit flavors. Yeah, I mean, you say not <laughs> sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, not that I eat yogurt. To be fair, uh, let's talk about some games. Um, and enjoy the beers that we are drinking. Um, Lucy, we discussed it yes. just before we started, and we were talking Let's about, talk about it. unpacking. Yes, we need to talk about it, because <laughs> I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, for those not familiar, it is a isometric, um, I guess you call it a puzzle game. Um, yeah. Very, very zen, very very therapeutic puzzle game where you're basically uh, got these isometric little dioramas um, and you're going through several years of this young to middle-aged woman's uh, life and uh, you're seeing 
the spaces she lived lived in, like houses, apartments, etc. And you are unpacking her things and placing the items around the room. It's basically mm-hmm. feng shui the game, <laughs> and uh, it's. It's so indie in the fact that it's like, yes, this is the perfect way to tell a story, like an abstract Mm. story of someone's life, just seeing their belongings and, um, you know, seeing them, you know, just go through their life, you know, relationships, breakups, without even telling a story, just seeing, like, the items that they have in their room and their possessions and, like, you know, collecting too many stuff toys or amiibo or something yes, yeah. or all the action figures that yeah. then appear like yeah 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 and then as she gets into middle age it's like she has far too many plants and candles which <laughs> i have started to accumulate <laughs> candles and it's like oh this is fun but but yeah it just it just instantly spoke to me because the first year is 1997 and um like after you finish unpacking stuff into this like very childlike room, you know, you got like and it and it goes with times which is like you just got a Tamagotchi, you got mm. a Game Boy and it's like, yes, this is very much me. It's like, yeah, at the end of it it's like, Oh this is the first time I've had my own bedroom and you know, that was me except it was like yeah, it was like de- December nineteen ninety six and it's like, yes, this is uh this 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 lines up very nicely. Probably more closer to you because I worked it out, it's like this person's probably about four years older than me and I was like uh, this is this is probably very much Ben's thing, apart from maybe like packing out the bras. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I, I, I definitely definitely hit with it um, with yeah. with the different things that they had. Like, um, there's there's some lovely storytelling, not just through the spaces that uh, you move through. You know, each of the levels is a different home that they kind of inhabit and as you say you start off in the sort of like child's bedroom you then go to i think um sort of your first like uni room um then jumps to kind of shared house sort of thing or or, you know just after they've done their 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 undergrad kind of thing it's sort of like three years later sort of thing and and tells you through the stages of, of their life but also i find it really good that there's lots of storytelling through the items. It's not just here's a room, here's a bunch of items, put them about. It's here's a room, these are the their belongings. Now we're going to the next space. A bunch of those belongings have come with them. So you're, mm. you're almost sorting the same items. And there are new things, there are some stuff's removed, but there were things like, you know, what looked like third edition D&D rule books. <laughs> and like, yep, they were absolutely on my shelf at some point in my life and they, they kind of came almost with her through almost all of those houses the little kind of action figures some of those came through all of those spaces uh, little souvenirs from the places they'd uh, sort yeah, of visited really like as that. well yeah yeah, yeah there's, there's lovely little touches like that and it, it isn't just here's a puzzle here's a bunch of stuff put it in a space although there is an element uh, sort of a puzzly kind of element to that but it absolutely gives you an insight into this woman's life yeah yeah you're unpacking the personality and their mm. likes and like the, she seems like a very you know creative person i mean she went to university but it's not stated what she yep. studied but you see all these you know art utensils the, the these easels these you know very, very art driven things and it's like oh okay um and 
me and you both put a diploma over the toilet yeah. at a certain <laughs> point, but the uh, game didn't like that. Um. <laughs> I mean, but, but it's, it's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's the thing that we've all kind of gone through. I've got a diploma. I've got fucking no idea where it is now. It went in a frame at some point. I've got no idea where. Oh, I, you went that where far. I, put it in. Well, I mean, not even a big, just in a little one yeah. of those like per perspex, like not even with an actual frame on it, just a bit of perspex <laughs> on a bit of cardboard that it sits in between. Um, I'm vain of you. Mine's <laughs> <laughs> not even in. Mine's. The probably then just went up. in a box somewhere straight <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Like I need to keep this flat. Yeah. Put it in this thing. Just check somewhere. Um, but the, like the way that it tells those kinds of stories, like. The diploma, which we both put, we're like, yeah, you know, she she put it up on her wall in the previous place. Oh, there's nowhere to do that now. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. Put it above the toilet. Oh, the game doesn't want me to do that. Oh, it wants me to put it under the bed. Yes, mm-hmm. of course it does. Out of the way, kind of, you know, push to the side sort of thing. Um, and there's lots of stuff in that um, space as well where again excellently through storytelling you've got to be a little bit more not creative but you've got to be a little bit more clever with how you're organizing things like clothes because it's a shared wardrobe mm-hmm. and you're like well these clothes are kind of like stacked really awkwardly about so i've got to kind of fit all of these in with this other person's yeah. you know like i've moved into their space so suddenly i've got to do all of this and as i was playing it I kind of thought to myself, I've done this before. I, I, I don't know what game it is. I, I don't know what I've done, but I definitely feel like I have played this before. And I'm like, is it a little itch game that I've done something similar to this? And I realized it was Florence. When they, uh, when I was just getting together. that. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it, it was that kind of thing. One of the puzzles in Florence was putting stuff in their shared space. And then the fella moved in and then you had to kind of find space for his things as well. And it, and it almost had a similar kind of emotional kind of pull to it as well you know you're experiencing yeah. how this character feels just through their living space um, and and it's you know there's there were moments where I'm like you know you see it suddenly go and you're like oh and you do, do feel deflated yeah. Yeah. when you move to that next kind of space or elated when you move to another space and, and suddenly kind of other things happens it yeah. absolutely pulls on your emotions very very well through doing very little absolutely yeah and it, and it's not even because i think that the story could have got like really dark and it could have been like a very you know sad and emotional tale but fortunately it doesn't go in the direction that i was thinking it does but as you say it it, it draws on that emotion by just like evoking your own and invoking your own just self-reflection and mm. like thinking yeah I mean, I mean, especially for like I don't know, in a Western setting, it's like yes, I have all these kinds of items, and it's like yes, I put these items. It, 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 it's it's kind of scary how like <laughs> how similar we are and how homogenized everything is. Where it's like, oh yeah, I I put the cup there, and it's like uh, yeah, I got to put my toothbrush and my <laughs> toothpaste in it. It's like yeah. yes, it, it obviously you know relies on those on those conventions and. It's not to its detriment. It's it enables it to you know just pull on your own heartstrings and thinking about your own life and your own um, yes. journey. But it's like, yeah, I, I thought it was a really touching game without you know having any like kind of 
too much emotion to it and I thought that was a really powerful thing and, you know that only a game like this made by you know a small very creative very passionate team could make and yeah it's, it's fantastic I really enjoyed it and I, I just love like the whole tactile feel to it like like that Florence had and mm. um, very Sims like music playing in the yes. background making yeah. it very relaxing and um, uh, it's it's technically pixel art, so it's like, um, you know, some of the objects could be hard to see, but I've I've found that, like, the sound design in the game, like, made it so much easier to distinguish what, oh, this very small round disc, what is that? And then you, like, put it on any item, and it's like, sort of sounds like a castanet, and it's like, oh, it's a coaster. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. and then it lets you stack your coasters, and it's just like this game, game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. yes. You could, yeah, you could do exactly that. Or like the that. fridge magnets. Um, it's like, what yeah. is this thing? And it's just like, oh, you, you put it on the fridge, and you go, and it's like, yeah. you know, very clacky sound. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fridge magnets. That sounds and great. I love, I love the achievements in the game as mm. well, because... They're basically, um, they're all secret, they're all hidden. Um, I, I don't know what platforms this game is on, but I played it on Game Pass. Yep, so I assume you did too, mm-hmm. then. Um, and I love playing on xCloud, short aside, I love playing on xCloud, because I was like, it was like, oh, that game's out, and it's like, oh yeah, I played a demo for that game ages ago, and this looks really cool. Just instantly mm. launched into it on it uh, on xCloud on, on my PC, and... Uh, playing with controller felt really good. I thought it'd be a very much mouse and, you know, a mouse-based game where it's like, yeah, you can only really play it with a mouse, but works absolutely wonderfully with uh, controller as well. But um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Uh, the aside took me the, too the, much. The aside. sound design, the, yes, the achievements, the, sound, the secret, yes. the secret yes, achievements. Yes, the, the secret yes. achievements. Yeah. Um, just like arranging things on a fridge magnet a certain mm. way and doing other things like that and you can, you get these stickers for like um, I mean it's a photo album so you can literally take photos of your finished like dioramas, your rooms and it's like oh you can add a sticker to, to it or whatever, I didn't take many pictures mm. apart from one in like pastel green coloured Game Boy uh, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, tone and, and that was just the one that I did but it's like yeah, each time you unlock a new achievement, you get a new sticker, and it's just like, it's fun. It's really fun figuring those out. It's like, oh, what can I do? What can I put where to to, to uh, pop this achievement? But, um, yeah, I, I love this game. It's very yeah, cool. and and I did. I, and I like how everything kind of has its place, but not it, it's not too specific. Mm-hmm. Right? So those coasters can kind of go on the table wherever you sort of want. Things like DVDs or Blu-rays, they can go on the shelves, but they don't, you know... You don't have to be that anal about stacking no. up all of the Blu-rays together and all of the DVDs together and all of the Wii games together and all of the GameCube games <laughs> together. You don't have to do that. And I did at first, and when I'm stacking stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, there's, a, there's an extra Blu-ray. There's not enough room. <laughs> right, it, it's just going to go on top of the stack of yep. these things. Yeah. Yep. And then there's this extra one as, of this That's as well. Life that just you. goes on the top of that one as well. And, and it was. And I'm just like, yes, this is this is absolutely how yeah. people inhabit spaces. It, it captures that really, really well. It's just like, yeah, we plan to use this rice cooker, but the toaster's got to go somewhere. So <laughs> put it in a shelf to yep. never be used ever again. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the, I, I like that freedom, and I I thought, um, like especially in the later levels when you get you know start moving into bigger spaces, the 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 feeling of finding an extra shelf or drawer is the same catharsis and relief and euphoria that I feel in real life when I realise I haven't used that drawer. Let me put all my 16,000 wires into this. <laughs> and yeah, so it, it's just, it just, it's so, um, it's such a homely game, mm. <laughs> pardon the pun, and it's just uh, so, so, you know, relatable. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Good. It's um, one of my favourite games this year. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it very good. It, it's super short. Um, yeah, it's probably I, about three hours. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if it's even that. I, I, I think I did it about you, You're two, a quick maybe? unpacker. Well, yeah, I played well, yeah. it uh, mm. across two days, so okay. maybe my uh, perceptions warped. But yeah, that last that last stack was just like I was like, oh my god, this is Massive, at least man. half a million. Massive, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where does it? take place i don't know but there's there are a few kind of items which i didn't not in london it's not not in rome uk not in not in india not in amsterdam because there's there's some windmill yeah she went traveling to those places so so oh i see i was like (laughs) i was super curious on how you were figuring that out somewhere in the western world where they have electricity but it's it's i don't don't know whether it is the western world because (laughs) I mean, Western d- develops as such, but I think it's maybe like the East because there's things like the rice cooker. There's the. Um, I thought she just went uh, on 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 holiday and cause there's, really liked there's a bow. Couple, there's a couple of other bits mm. as well, isn't there? There's there's a couple of items which I was like, I have no idea what this item. Electrical is. outlets. That's how we can tell. Oh, that's oh yes, I didn't. I even think look she's at in that. the US. Okay. I think she's in the US. In the US or Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there were some things where I'm like, I don't know what this is. And mm. it, like, it was almost like a little, um, what looked like a, kind of like a candle that had a lid on. And, oh, and, yeah. and a few of those, and I'm like, I don't know what these are, whether they're candles, but they had this more oriental design mm-hmm. to the sort of, to the lids to them. And then oh, there was, was this like dragon statue and a couple of other things as well. I'm thinking, mm, is but- it a little bit more... Eastern influence, or is that just maybe the relationship that that then came with with part of that, perhaps? Well, so, possibly because she, you know, because I think you know, in in that in that side side of the world, like very small apartments, and you do go to a very small apartment yeah, at one point. Yeah. I thought after she came back from traveling, as if we're dissecting the story. Of this uh, I mean, life. that's that sounds great. That like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the fact that not all narratives need to be told, right? Like, mm-hmm. show don't tell. Uh, I will let you know that um, Witchbeam is mm-hmm. based in Brisbane, Australia, which oh. speaks to your Western but Eastern influence. That makes sense. You're very that makes well a lot done. of sense. Mr. Googler, well done. Just call me RG. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't call me RG. Yeah, yeah, no, no. No. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that, that, that does make sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it's it's, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. a fantastic little experience. Um, I'm already downloading it. Yeah, do it. It's available on Game Pass. It it won't mm. take a huge amount of your time up, but I think it's something that, like Florence, will you know just just 
without being as narratively driven as, as Florence was, will I'm still <laughs> have a little bit of an emotional pull to you, whilst giving you a nice, kind of almost relaxed puzzle game to play as well. Yeah. Um, which I think, Lucy, is probably very different to the other game that you played. Yeah, very different. Um, one is uh, about burning things down <laughs> or, or at least preventing things from burning down um, I played Nuclear Blaze mm. which um, probably did the rounds uh, just not just because because I you know really enjoyed my time with it but um, they did <laughs> they did advertise this game as uh, made by the, one of the people who made Dead Cells um, mm. and uh, it don't go in thinking, oh yeah, this is uh, has Dead Cells influence. Other than like the pixel art, um, the character that you control, uh, he's very he he doesn't have the movement of your Dead Cells character. Dead Cells probably has like one of the best rolls and dodges in video games, and this guy he moves like an absolute tank. Um, so, so don't go in uh, thinking that it's going to be such fluid movement. Um, you're playing a uh, firefighter, um, and there's not enough firefighter games, you know. Uh, there's probably like one on the NES and like some indie games. There's, that have yeah, there's come another. Out there's the one reason. that's another one that's come out recently as well. Like, Was it like Firefighter? Fire Ember, or, or yeah, f- yeah, something like mm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or, or yeah. Maybe one called Ember, and then another one called Fire mm-hmm. Girl, or something. Yeah. And and there's some very strange looking ones that look like you know, like someone try to make like something that ha- has like inexplicably the budget of like base fishing uh, 2021 but is firefighter simulator 2019 and it's and it just looks like an asset flip game or something like that but anyway <laughs> not in a firefighter game <laughs> um, this is a side scrolling puzzle action game i guess you're playing as this uh, there's really no setup to this game, which is good. It's just like, just get me into the action. This building's on fire. Um, you play as this firefighter. He, uh, or she, I, I think it's a he, but anyway. Um, basically, it's got some, I guess it's not Metroidvania. I guess it's just, you you, you gain upgrades along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you can just only shoot in a, the water in a straight line at the start, and then you get... These other abilities that let you say fire when you're uh, fire your hose when you're climbing from a ladder or uh, fire, you know, um, up above because you can only like at, at the start fire left and right. There's an upgrade that lets you um, fire up above. Um, and yeah, it's very short. It's probably about one and a half, two hours, oh. which is my kind of length. Um, it's something. It's a game that just like says what it needs to say. Here's a cool little firefighting game, and get out and doesn't you know, <laughs> and it and it's got a good pace to it. It's, it's different. Um, it's probably mm, probably about ten, fifteen levels to it. Mm. Um, all of varying sizes, but it's just basically cleaning. You know, clearing out a level by, um, you know, shooting the water <laughs> on the. Fire. <laughs> in a very reductive way but it, it, it's got these nice puzzle elements where it's like okay there's an electrical fire here I have to 
uh, find a way to turn off the off the mains off the electricity before I can go to that part right. um, and put out the fire there. And it's like the fire spreads in this um, not very dynamic way. It's not like I don't know Breath of the Wild kind of like mad physics or anything like that. Or that game was it was it Noiter or something where it has that very um, dynamic and physics based system. It's very much okay. The the fire up in this corner is going to spread to the this particular area. If you only put out half of it, it's going to come back, but only into that you know very specific area because usually you've um, turned off turned on some sprinklers or something elsewhere. But it's it's very much going around these um, set levels and figuring out. Okay, I need to go here and turn off this this mains. Put put on these sprinklers before I go here and here and here. It's very satisfying in the way it's just like okay. The puzzles are clearly guiding me, um, but it's still very therapeutic just putting out those fires with the hose because uh, that, you know, that mechanic is, uh, you know, it's fun. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a few hours long. It's, it's not, I really enjoyed my time with it because it's like, this is something different. It's just a, you know, different what, um, package for like a side scrolling puzzle game, but, Mm. um, it should be game of the year because the collectibles or the uh, secrets in the game is uh, finding cats and saving them. So uh. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. As all good firefighters yeah, are trained in, I assume. Yeah, yes. yeah. But um, yeah, the the story went in a way which I uh, I was like, oh, didn't expect this. You, you're basically going through this underground lab, and it's like, okay, this was this 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 place was. Off the grid, nobody knows about it. There's some weird government shit going on down there. Who knows what it is? But then it's just like at the end of the game, it's like, oh, I have to contend with this as well. That's interesting. So um, there's something lurking down there, okay. and turns mm. into something that's like, oh, didn't it? Didn't you? You know where it's going, but you still don't expect to be it to turn into like an actual like uh, combat game <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so it's got some intrigue to it. So, so yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I really love how there's these different modes in the game. Um, basically, once you jump into the game, you can uh, toggle. Uh, you got these sliders, so it's like basically you can toggle how much armor you have, how much, uh, how quickly the fire spreads, how powerful your hose is. Um, so you can really fine tune that. Mm. So because. Um, like the very last level, I had a, I had a bit of you know bit of issues on because it's like, oh this guy moves very slowly. You get this dodge roll, and by the time he like finishes his dodge roll, like a fire might have started underneath him. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> or where he ends up, and it's like you can't just like uh, cancel out your dodge and do a do a back jump or something like that in Dead Cells. It's just like no, it's like. You're dead <laughs> just immediately, <laughs> and it restarts you to the very start of the level, no matter how far, how many oh. fires you put into it. So, oh wow! It's like, yeah, the last level probably took me the longest time out of the, out of the entire game, but I was stubborn and I was like, I'm just gonna do it on the default thingy, even though I could have, you know, toggled any of those settings um, if I had wished to, but I, I'm a stupid idiot stolen gamer so <laughs> i didn't but i like that those options were there and um absolutely there's there's a kid mode which uh allows 
it, I think it's like separate modes. I think it's like di like completely separate from the normal campaign where it's like, oh, uh, apparently the designer made it for his like three year old kid, and um, one of the modes it's like, okay, not you, you can't, you can take quote unquote damage from the fire, but you'll never die, mm. and you know it's basically auto play. The kid is just like. Basically, pressing one button to fire the hose and the directional buttons to to go around, and it's like very linear. But so it's I not. That was a nice. Mm. It's not putting out kids who are on fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be good. Yeah, I was just like, wow, well, that's quite the quite the mode. Yeah. <laughs> no, sadly not. Um, but yeah, it. it I, I thought that was a nice inclusion because it, it just this seems like a very much a. Just a passion project that somebody had, and it's like, let, let me just bring this to life and sell it on mm. Steam. And, um, because I think uh, that particular company, I think they have a flat management structure where everyone is like can make their own projects and everyone gets paid the same and oh, cool. stuff like that. So I, I think they're probably just like, oh, this is, you know, in a very Valve like way, this is my project, except that they actually put out the game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it and sold it, but uh, yeah, I, th I think it's a really nice short experience, and I, I really enjoyed my time with it. So, yeah. what's the company called? Oh gosh, uh, hmm, I don't know. Because if that's the way they work, <laughs> it's a super interesting way of of yeah. Let me Google. Yeah. Not dead eye. Google. Game that was Google. Where's Mr. Googler? Uh, oh. Yeah, I guess I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Deep Deep Night Games. Mm. Okay. Deep Night Games. Deep Night. Is this a different... That's not the... Yeah, This. so this is under a different development thingy. So I don't know if the guy left the Dead Cells team. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But super cool thing. Like... I mean, it's, I love it's, the pixel art. It's very colourful as well, and the and the fire's got a cool look to it as well. And the way it spreads is very good. I dig the like um, the lighting, especially like you're you're in these dark mm -hmm. areas. It's got like a it's got very like almost super Metroid type colouring palette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the music's really good, by the way. Um, yeah, and devastating backdrafts. Yeah, it's kind of cool because like when you breach a door. Like sometimes, like this massive like explosion happens, and it's like, yeah, this was what, what would happen if you were in Twilight in real life. Is it? Is it kind of you know? There's though the idea that there's this adaptive difficulty to it that you can mm -hmm. change various different sliders based on kind of how you play and stuff. But is that kind of stuff and like the backdrafts and how the fire spreads and stuff? Is that yeah kind of. Uh, um, what's the word I'm sort of looking for is that kind of happening naturally or does it feel like it's kind of like this is the programmed path that these things you know you've opened the door so this will happen you've done mm. this so this is how these things happen or is it a little bit more natural uh, no it's very it's very very um, as you say programmed mm. it's very uh, you know set in stone where it's like Okay, I'm gonna open this door. This is this will. There'll always be a backdraft behind this door. And it's right. like mm. it, it's 
it's kind of good because it's like if, if it when it does reset you to the start of the level it's like okay i've got my plan now i know which way i'm gonna move i know which which door i'm gonna open first it does have this um non-linearity where it's like okay i can choose to put the you know i've got this uh what do you call it the thing on the hose the the thing that you turn a wheel the wheel the wheel <laughs> <laughs> The real the wheel on, not the real the, the the. Gosh, I've played so many Resident Evil games where you pick up the thingy that you put on the thingy and you turn it, and I can't think of what it's, it's not, called. It's not a gear. It's a mm. valve. Valve, yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's like we, okay, I've got because we're talking about uh, valve, and it's just valve. Yeah. Away, <laughs> and it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I've picked up. There's only like three valves per level, and it's like you have to choose. Which um, which faucet you put it on, and it's like okay, uh, I can decide to put it on here and make my journey through here a bit better, or put it on this one and make um, you know, the, the, there's different there's different ways you can approach mm. a level, but it's um, it's very telegraphed in like okay, these are where the fires are going to be. As I say, well, if you don't put them all out in a certain area, they're only going to spread to really that particular area. Um, area. I, I haven't really <laughs> seen if you can just literally set the whole place on fire. Um, that would be funny, like The Sims. <laughs> um, just watch yeah, every it's, single it, time. It, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> watch everybody drown. Amazing. Watch everything burn. Yeah, but yeah, My I really kind of enjoyed game. it. Yeah, nice. And I loved, I loved how short it was. <laughs> that, that's like yeah, double thumbs up as well mm. for it. So, uh, was this PC? Um, PC. Perfect. Looks, mm. looks good on a big screen. Nice. Big nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to briefly touch on that. I played Happy Game from Amanita Design. Mm. Mm. Thinking about writing a review. Mm-hmm. Well, I've started writing it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's another Amanita Design point of click. And it's, yeah. it, it's called Happy Game, but it's very much... <laughs> It's basically psychedelic horror. It was very good to play around, uh, you know, Halloween Amazing. time. Uh, played mm. it last week, so yeah, it's as I say, I'm going to be writing a review. So, but 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 go check it out. I love Amanita Design. Mm. They're probably one of my favorite developers ever, and they just put out bangers every time. So they've never made a bad game. Batshit bangers as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is also, this is like they've leaned into it because a lot of their other batshit games have been like, okay, light-hearted and, you know, this is this is like, we're just going to lean into like, <laughs> not even Tim Burton-esque, it's more, it's more you know, uh, horrific and grotesque than that. We're just going to lean into. <laughs> is it like, the, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's kind of leaning <laughs> into the 80s sort of slasher. Films rather than that kind of like more dark, grim sort of era. Hmm. It's like the blob. <laughs> <laughs> Super curious about this one. Mm. It's it's. You, you just look at it and you just think that they had fun. I mean, they probably have fun making every game they do, but mm. they had fun making this game. Mm. Thinking, let's make some just weird stuff. <laughs> it's like the Moomins, but. With my blood. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> ah, bloody yeah. moomins. Yeah. 
perfect. It sounds like perfect. Bloody Mary. Um, I, 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 it seems like a good place for us to open up uh, to open up another beer. I can see, Adol, you're still um, chugging away. Uh, it's fine. I, I, I kind of forgot about it all for a bit there. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Uh, in a yeah, in a uh, bloody movements. I was just listening, and it was like, mm-hmm. and then I like. Oh, that's good. Usually, our conversations are riveting. Well, I did that thing where it's like, oh, I'm drinking this really quickly. Oh, I'll push it away from myself so that I can time it better. And then did not time it better. In fact, timed it worse. (laughs) That's okay. I've got a beer. I'll talk about it. Um, And then we can can jump to you. Because, Lucy, you're just on the one this week, aren't you? Yeah, I have no beer in the house. I'm sad. That is sad. sad. Um, I had a couple of beers sent to me. From uh, from a podcast friend and previous guest Callum, mm. Um, mm. and he pinged me over one I'm going to drink now from Boundary, mm. uh, called "How Little You Know About the Game You've Been Playing All Your Life." Oh, I, I think we've, we've found a winner <laughs> for the longest name it's, of a beer. It's, it's Callum I, trying to say something, but, to but you. also like weirdly <laughs> pseudo topical. Slightly, yes. Um, it is a tipper, though. Mm-hmm. So um, it's 10%. Um, it just says a triple IPA dry hopped with 30 grams per litre of citra and strata. That's it. That's all it gives me. Mm. Yes, I remember oats. now. It was a tipper that I had from Black Iris Brewery. Mm. And it was yes. super dry. I think it was like 13, 14%. Thank you for jogging that. I mean, that's that kind is... of, yeah, the 10% sort of feels on the cusp, doesn't it, between double and, and triple. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. yeah. I'm not sure what the hard and fast rules are, really. We Again, we've kind of discussed this before-ish. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to drink. Um, <clears throat> we could mention how... Oh no! Wait, I was going to say something slightly different to what I was going to say. I was going to say the Tories are cunts. They are cunts. But um, <laughs> I was going to talk about um, Michaela being cunts as well, and how it was oh. good that all of these other people dropped out of their, um, you know, uh, beer festival. Uh, we won't get into that. That is a that is a big topic for us. Yeah, to, I was going to say to lean into. I think at at some point, but I'm drinking a beer from Boundary, uh, so take uh-huh. take what you will from that. Um, Errol, what are you drinking Me. next? This beer. It's from Two All. Oh. I uh, haven't had one of those on the podcast in a while. Not for ages. Yeah, nice to malt you, brown ale. Good Sorry, night. I just stole you. No, that's perfect. <laughs> um, but, uh, so they've got flavor text, um, which is underneath the title lucy can you just do that do me a favor and read yeah, that yeah yeah sure uh, <laughs> this beer is from denmark I think. <laughs> um we're we're wondering i think they mean wandering but this says we're wandering into darker months and we've brought our darker malts to match them with notes of nuts coffee chocolate and rich caramel we simply can't wait to malt you and it's a it's a 4.3 percent brown ale Okay. Nice. 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 Well. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a Baltic porter. No, not yet. 
<coughs> still clinging to the notion that the sun exists. Yeah, the, 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 we're still yeah. we're still just in the autumn, aren't we? Mm. I know the clocks have slightly changed, so unfortunately, the, the sun exists for uh, slightly less of the waking day for lots of people. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, look at that. Oh, look at that. that oh, fucking hell. Thick, thick boy. It is. It's so orange. It's almost... It's mm. all... That could block out the literal sun. <laughs> <laughs> Done. There it is. <laughs> um, it, it's the Mr. Burns of beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely Who smell, shot guns? It smells that, better no. than Mr. Burns. Um, very, very sweet. Incredibly sweet. As you would expect from a triple IPA. You get that incredible sweet nose, and this there's definitely on the nose at least some really sort of sweet, like clementine. You know when you you have like a, a like a clementine or a, a a small kind of satsuma, but it's like mm. super super sweet, and it's yeah. super super ripe. It has, and you just crack the peel to it, and you get that wafter smell. That's what this has to it. Impressive. Indeed. Oh, wow. I mean, it looks like a clementine as well. So. I mean, it does, yes. It's very true. <laughs> that's that's an insane flavor. I mean... It's, it's as you would expect, it, it's it's thick. Yeah. But, and it's like juice. Mm. It, it, it's got the, the same kind of consistency as, as juice. But it also has... A lot of those kind of orange flavors to it. So you start off very, very quickly with the sort of the fruit flavor to it, but go incredibly as if almost as if you're eating a clementine from the inside out. You go from that juicy fruit to then hitting that kind of slightly more bitter kind of fleshy sort of flavour to then having a much more zesty almost peel uh, note to it. So you're eating the peel, the juice... Mm, the exactly, going from the... You've, pulp, you've, you've the basically rind. just gouged a big hole out of it and just chucked your face into it. <laughs> and then like this, the, you know, tiny little things. You're just like... Bah, bah, bah. Just ate it whole. Exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I mean, this this kind of talking about eating that whole it sounds horrid, but this <laughs> sort of works. Um, having having I think that flow giving you that sweeter um, sort of fruity orange clementine kind of flavour first eases you into those more bitter zesty flavours that follow it up. It's a flavour that absolutely sticks around, and it's it's just here for ages, which is great for something ten percent because I'm not having to go back to it that often for that flavour to, to to stick around. So it's kind of goes through those flavours, flows through those flavours quite nicely. But then once you've hit that zestiness, everything kind of just sort of comes back, or it's that the 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 fruit is always there. It kind of lasts, but then that sort of slightly more fleshy sort of flavour kicks in, and that sort of sits over the mm. top. And then the zesty flavour sits in, and that flavour. And then when it gets, it hits a certain point, all of them dull back down to the same level. So the the finish, everything is there with you. Um, 
it feels like maybe there's a little bit of uh, in that middle part maybe with the more fleshy sort of thing, there's a little bit of grapefruit in there as well just to bolster mm. that slightly yeah um but only as sort of a um, subservient kind of flavor just to heighten sort of everything else almost um this it, is an incredible um flavor so this beer i it just it it feels so big it feels absolutely <laughs> massive. Doesn't feel ten percent. Feels just bigger than that. Everything. Yeah, up, absolutely. You know? mm. And I, I'm not having to drink this. This 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 is a perfect beer, an absolutely perfect beer, to even at four forty mil, to sit with three friends, two friends, one friend, and just crack it between mm. you. Just share a little taster mm. of it. It's it, it's perfect for that because you get such an intense flavour and flow and and move through all of these flavors from this that you don't need such a big can if you know i feel like i might feel different when i get towards the end of it but at the moment i i don't need to keep going back to it i enjoy that flavor it's good it's there don't need much more have another sip now wait another five minutes you know before i go back to it so yeah does it does it have that uh i Whenever I taste the boundary beer, granted it's been a it's been a little while since I have, but they always have this kind of like powdery, like almost cloying like mouthfeel. Does it have any of that? A little or, bit. It's, or maybe it's, that's just my. Palate. I think it's I maybe know. not. Uh, um, there's not a sourness to it, but mm. there's a uh, you know there's the hint that that zestiness brings. There is that slight kind of pulling in. Of, mm. uh, of of sort of taste buds and flavour and kind of mouth puckering sort of towards the end. But because it finishes quite quickly and everything then has equal footing in that right. long finish, it isn't too much. Okay. I should have another boundary beer mm. soon. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I have great. this one, but, but share it with someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I'm absolutely not. I'll just drink it. Like <laughs> just fucking smashed it. Gone. Um, Adol, nice to meet you. Yep, you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I showed the pour oh, on screen, but uh, that's darker head, than I thought. Yeah, it poured very dark and with mm. uh, quite a thick head. I want to mm. say like two fingers, easy. I mean. Part of it is again my patented above the shoulders awkward on screen on camera pour, um, but it also I think is just uh, just kind of kind of carbonated. It is an, an yeah. ale after all, not not a stout um, or a porter. Uh, but that head just disappeared to leave like half a finger consistently. Mm-hmm. You can see on camera. Uh, it's also got really nice lacing. It's clinging to the yeah, glass. Nice. Even from here, I can smell that coffee, those nuts. Um, oh, that coffee though. This is like so. I um, we had we got some donated coffee beans. Like I, someone acquired a bag of beans, and they've been mm. sitting. Magic in the kitchen beans. for a couple months. Did, did you sell a cow? No, um, <laughs> but it's. Um, I bel- it might have been one of my housemates as a postman, and sometimes you know people leave things up on the ledge. You might have just grabbed a bag of chill pop beans because I don't know. Like basically, there's it's a- an explosive. <laughs> in those um. Anyway, so regardless, we have we acquired these beans of questionable sourcing, and I, I made coffee with them the other day, and. All good. It was 
it, the immediate smell uh, when it was brewing was like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, I know what I'm in for. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a beverage snob. Uh, you can tell right away on a nose of a coffee whether it's gonna be a light sipper or a coffee. Again, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Love my coffee, right? But it was just like, oh, this is this is gonna be a lot more muddy. There's not gonna be. Yeah like fun nuanced notes um how, and- do, how do you feel that i put the percolator like very far out of reach in unpacking them? <laughs> that's fine you gotta get up and <laughs> earn those calories wait coffee is yeah. um but the reason i bring it up is because the smell of this yeah just the, the coffee notes with a bit of chocolate and some nuts um is, is what i wanted that coffee to smell like Right, this beer is coffeeing better than um, actual coffee. Randomly Random sourced coffee, beans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's not Did quite a compliment. Expiring? Yeah, that. Um... <laughs> oh, that's really good. Um, sorry, uh, oh, the extra uh, carbonation really opens it up in your mouth on 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 the first sip. What I'm liking about this is I think it mentions something like caramel or something like that. Um, but you do have this mm. sweet caramel. I think it's from the malts. Just more caramel than than like um, toffee, though. Like it, it is this, there's a line of sweetness throughout that is just balancing uh, against these malts. And again, they're they're roasted, they're chocolate, they're coffee, but they're not like in your face. My tongue doesn't feel like I've been licking something burnt. So which most people don't like. Um, I happen to enjoy either, um, but I think that's a plus. I think it's a well-balanced uh, beer, especially given um, how effervescent it is. It's allowing the, like, the pull, like the not-so-in-your-face toffee chocolatey notes to, to come out on their own terms and come out a bit uh, over time rather than being in your face and having to, like, sit on the tongue. And the bubbles just help bring it out w- without being in your face. Oh yeah, I haven't had. Um, I had a brown ale recently. I can't remember yeah. what it was now off the top. You, Do we it remember wasn't the Canadian? It wasn't the one you brought back, was it? No, you keep you. You remember the Canadian brown ale from like three years ago? I think <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> that's how my brain works. Uh, I don't remember anything that happened in the last day. But ask me something from seven years ago. Um, I'm yeah. pretty. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Did you, was it one of the d- hatch d- beers? Did you have a brown ale? No, that was a blonde and a. Oh no! And the lager, you had the lager, didn't you? Was yeah. It brown? No, it. it you and I. You and I. Oh, I had. Co- I had the coffee friends brown ale. Oh yes, coffee friends. Yes. It yeah. Was it? Uh, hilariously, guess <laughs> what? Guess what? The episode that was on. Uh, is that is that two eight four as well? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like we only have one month of memories. That's four episodes <laughs> ago. Just wiped. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know what could be causing that at all. Yeah, I mean. no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, this, I think, is. I barely remember what I said about that. I think I, I was okay with it, but it, um, I like what I like about this is it's not coffee based in the sense that it's like 
we're doing malts in a brown ale. And because I think you can, you can see that aim because it's, like I said, a little more reserved. It's not like, hey, here's some coffee, mm. right? And which is what I want on something that's still supposed to be a brown ale rather than like a weird butchering of a, of a stout or a porter. Like I like the maltiness, but I like that it's staying in the brown ale character. And sometimes when people add these things to lighter styles, they end up like – Black um, black ales are often don't quite live in a good space. They seem to like they're either like they're super malty often, and they're like they have a burntness, but there's no offset because the style doesn't let black let it smooth IPAs, out. Yeah, yeah black IPAs, porters. same thing. Yeah, they just. I, I think the, they do a good balance. Some, I mean, I think do. they can be. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying when you. you you see trouble here, you know, in in these varieties, mm. and this isn't one of those examples. Okay. I guess it's really light. Um, uh, I mean, it's not really light. Uh, <laughs> you can't see because of the lights, but it is slightly. It is browner than black. It just uh, you've got full on light here. Yeah. So from my view, there's a readiness with the light oh, streaming okay. through me. Yeah. Um, is there a way I can? Mm, Don't spill mm, it. Yeah, you can see that oh, readiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit more nauseating than it meant. The camera got caught on the TV. Um, this is why we don't do this normally. But yeah, there's a readiness. Uh, it's light. It's um, I like the chocolate. I like the co- the coffee especially. This, in fact, the chocolatey. All the other multi notes really feel like uh, coffee that has those notes. Like the chocolateiness feels really wrapped up in the coffeeness. Like oh yeah, this is a more chocolatey coffee. One of those things rather than this is chocolate notes and coffee notes, which is a, I think why I really like it. It's really well balanced for what it's doing and it still feels light enough at, at four, 4.3% still feels like a brown ale um, because none of these notes are in your face. You could easily have a second, I think. Mm. I mean, I'll let you know in a bit, but I can't imagine getting like worn out of these flavors just because of the way they're presenting. Okay. Nice. That's that. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I could do with some brown ales. Um, I, I'm reading uh, a year through beer. I just started it like the other mm, night. I've read the introduction. Yes, I, I'm probably two pages after <laughs> the introduction, just reading about uh, Lambics. No, no goes, and I'm just thinking, mm, it's not January yet, but I could, I should buy some. <laughs> I did. I did some some goes. I did wonder with that yeah. book, having read the introduction, whether I should just jump to November. I was thinking and the same read it thing. kind of monthly almost. Shall we do that? Yeah. Shall we make a blood pact to just do that? Because I feel better about jumping. Yeah, I was just saying. Well. Or I could acquire it between now and January, and then we could report back once a month. <laughs> oh. Next year could be our year in beer. In beer. Mm. But also, like, feel free to. Uh, Read ahead. I mean, we swim. Now. We swim in beer here, so mm. uh, we'll, 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 we'll chat about a, a year in beer at some point as mm. well. Um, nice. Did good. you get that for your birthday? I did, yes. I nice. So. My mother has very good <laughs> communication with my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. To be honest, I'm surprised I didn't get that, given all the amount of beer-based. Mm. Gifting uh, gifts I got. 
Yeah. Like the, the hot, the hot next time. Yes. <laughs> Christmas yeah. is around Christmas the corner. Christmas is fucking yeah. um, You're not wrong. That kind of scares let's me. Let's <laughs> move on from these horrid, horrid thoughts and uh, get back to games. Adol, let's come to you uh, um, to talk about whatever you want to talk about this week. Uh, I have uh, the game I played yesterday mm-hmm. and then a small topic. Uh, let's, let's, should we hit the small topic first and then we can finish sure. out on thoughts uh, on that on the, the game that you played yesterday? Hermitage, Hermitage. Hermitage? I mean, that's what, that was one of my bits was Hermitage. <laughs> <laughs> Hermitage. Hermitage. Um, <laughs> I apologize for seeing it. Let's go to the topic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I finished a game, uh, which, no. you know, no one Magic believes... Magic the Gathering. Uh, that game doesn't finish. finish. it. Uh, you yeah, finished solved it. You got all the uh, cards. Oh, man. Uh, no, Every I finished three. a game I, me- I mentioned last week that I had been picked up after a long time because of my time on the train, uh, which was um, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And... It's one of my favorite games growing up. On the, uh, I mentioned this all the time on the Game Boy, uh, and it Lucy's right. As she, as I'm sure you're about to mention, it, it runs like dog shit <laughs> on the Switch. Uh, there's all kinds of moments where you can feel the fl- frame rate go bleh, but luckily it's a simple enough game that didn't really bother me. Um, mm. Over yeah. and above the nostalgia fest that was going through the game. And every time I was like kind of confused, it's like, oh, because they added this in a not original Game Boy version. Like, there's figurines to get at the claw game to make the claw game relevant after you get, you know, um, the shovel or whatever, the last thing you get. And like, um, but yeah, uh, it's also short. Like, you can easily do a dungeon in like an hour, I would say, less. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say probably overall it's probably what like twelve, thirteen hours to complete it. Yeah, and and so that like oh, I'll just pick it up. Oh, yeah, that dungeon was short. I'll just do it again. Um, got me through the game to the point where it's like ah, I'm just gonna finish this before we record because <laughs> like, <laughs> but like I actually caught myself last night being like ah, I'll just finish that dungeon and then I played and played and then I was like oh shit it is half past 12 i should go to bed mm-hmm. i'm in the like right before the the boss fight in the second to last dungeon like the last instrument and i was like ah but uh i just this hasn't happened to me in a long time um and so i just wanted to to, to chat about getting gripped by games because they're old mm. even though this one isn't um because i feel like that's well, really what grabbed me it, so yeah yeah, but like nostalgia with it, as you said last week, so yeah. Um, I think it's nice knowing how long a game is. It's like when I played Donkey Kong Country Three not long ago. It's like okay, I know this will only take you know what four to six hours, and it's like I don't have to pay too much attention to it because it's like I've played this before, maybe not all the way through, but I've played this before. I know it. I think I think it's just that familiarity. It's like I've replayed Hollow Knight this year, which is I mean, it took me forty hours the first time, nowhere near that long mm. the second time, but it's like it's still a beefy game. Um yeah. especially as I did more this time round. So 
uh, yeah, I think it's just that familiarity. It's like, yeah, this is just like coming home. It's, it, it doesn't feel like, okay, I have to get through it, I have to see the end. Because if you don't, it's like, I've played this before. That, that stress is taken mm. out of it. Um, that I, obligation. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. This is sort of why I ended up finishing it, ironically, mm-hmm. was because I didn't need to finish it. And, yeah. like, <laughs> there's something to be said about just playing a game. And yeah. it was like... Uh, and, like, that game's not great in some ways. Like, Yeah, I, the, the, I, I, think, I think, you know, if you're going to play a game like that, go play uh, Link Between Worlds, because that is generally fantastic and mm. it runs well at 60 <laughs> um i mean i and don't like link to the yeah. past so. i mean i don't think the weird 2d things with goombas and piranha plants and whatnot like basically every stairwell you go through is now in dungeons is now like a uh, weird 2d game that mimics mario and it's bad it, it's not a it, the control isn't quite tight as a platformer mm-hmm. and also like in the same in the first game so mm-hmm. it was like that in the first game was so it, it was just yeah with goombas yeah no oh, am i misremembering anyway <laughs> uh it, it's it, it's i guess my my only complaint is that those that platforming isn't tight and no. um and it feels really awkward when the only thing that should be making the game suck is it's bad frame rate not not as bad controls in the rest of the game but then, like, uh, also, by the time you do the last three dungeons, you get some of the most powerful items, and then you don't need to use them much. It's like, it, it ramps really weird, so you get, like, a, a wand that shoots, sets things on fire, but, like, mm-hmm. you finish the last, second to last dungeon, like, the last, you, you get that in the um, last instrument place, and then you basically just walk three mountains to the right and go up and finish the game. And you're like, and... Spoiler alert for one of the boss fights in the last dungeon, like one of the forms of the boss, you need to use the thing to set it on fire. But other than that, it's mm. it's just like a lot of the items just don't work, like don't do much in the world, um, and they just don't aren't used. And you're like, ah, but why have I worked so hard? Yeah. And now it's like, ah, but actually, I could I could I could have probably won this fight with just arrows, bombs, and maybe the boomerang because I ran out of arrows. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very faithful to the original in oh, the yeah. sense where it's like very. I mean, it was a Game Boy game, like yeah. limitations are that you know clear. But um, yeah, as I say, like link link between worlds um, overcomes that by like having you can approach the game and the dungeons in mostly you know any order that you pick, and these items you. It has a system where you can like loan them. You can actually like buy them from the offset. So mm. it's 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 more free flowing. And um, I played what was the one that um, Capcom made the Minish Cap. Yeah, uh, that's very good. I've heard. Uh, yeah, I but... played that this year, and it's like mm, this is yeah. It's like I enjoyed Link. What, what, what's the one you? What's it called? The the Game Boy one that you played? Oh, Link's <laughs> Awakening. Yeah, Link's Awakening. <laughs> it's like I, I enjoyed that. I think the the art style it, it's probably the best thing about it because mm. I don't have that nostalgia of the first because um, mm-hmm. I I didn't play it. Uh, but yeah, so it it it, it mm, I forget that I played that game. You know, it's yeah. just very forgettable. Other than the art style, it's just very forgettable. But 
it, it's good that you had that nostalgia, and I think that's probably what that game was. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the nostalgia rather than the game because I don't think mm-hmm. the game is one that I say like, hey, if you're a Zelda fan, play this. It's if a if you were a Link's Awakening in your childhood fan, play this. So you knew that already. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I just was wondering if you guys had um, in more recent memories um, games that like you like specifically because they were from your childhood and you picked them up again or because they've just reminded you i can i can instantly jump in with this uh, because i was going to talk about age of empires 4 a little bit Aha. this evening <laughs> having played a ton of age of empires 2 and age of empires 3 uh, an absolute ton of them um you won't know how much i played because they weren't on steam i just had the disc for those games mm. and that's how long we're talking mm. Uh, um, yeah. for these uh, and Age of Empires 4 is great if you just want to play those games but it doesn't do anything different and I could just go mm. and play those games yeah, especially because yeah. Steam does have those it's, games it, it, exactly that's, and, that's very true and there's been definitive but, editions you know there's there's the, you can buy like mm. the, the upgraded version of Age of Empires 2 now with all but of the they have extra Xbox expansions and, and stuff like that. Sorry, Lucy? Did they have Xbox achievements? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, there must be some like quality of life things. Maybe that you haven't encountered yet because I know you didn't play enough of it that would wouldn't mm, I mean yeah. maybe but it feels almost a little bit like I, I've absolutely got nostalgia for those games absolutely no doubt mm. uh, and I felt like I would play them now and give them that little bit of leeway but like yeah these are games from back then you know uh, um, they're not as accessible they have all of these issues they it's it's a it, you know standard RTS it's not in a it's not a different kind of artist. It's not like Command and Conquer. It's not sort of one of the um, oh shit, what were the Warhammer ones? Dawn of War, something like that. Maybe the forty k ones. Anyway, um, yeah. some other RTS games, and um, four just feels like they've gone. Hey, let's make the same game and not really do anything and release only maybe half of what those games originally released with it if you know very uh, very limited in kind of the different empires that you can can be within it and i'm, I'm kind yeah. of playing it through and just thinking this is boring mm. that's a shame um do you think it's is it not even a case of like you, you you're not in that headspace where it's like i can't commit the no no i don't think so or is it just literally with because you would genuinely play i mean this, it, like with it being an rts time. Mm-hmm. it's a bit different mm. to say like a forex where you think oh, i need a few hours to get into this and, mm. and advance through the ages and do this uh, an rts is a little bit more reactionary things happen a little bit quicker as well you know you're not kind of moving through 400 turns you're going, right, mm. make these amount of humans, collect these amounts of resources. Now I can do X, Y, and Z. Cool, do those. Now I have to do this. Now mm. I have to do this. Right, there's a person up here. Let's go and attack them. Let's do this. Oh, no, they're already attacking me. Okay, let's send some troops into account of that. Now, let's build a wall across here because, of course, 
everything is the same. It's all the fucking same all the time. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't deviate from its 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 yeah. path, and it almost makes me think like, did I actually enjoy these games? Did I enjoy <laughs> Age of Empires two and Age of Empires <laughs> three, or was it just I know no different? Yes, th- th- I I don't. I mean, I didn't know any different when I played Sonic. No, no I mean exactly. Mm. I, like, I I don't. I you know <laughs> how many other games have I played to counter this different? You know, as a different style, not a completely different game, but something similar enough but better. Uh, and and I think I very much swung more to the Civilization, Endless Legend, Humankind. Uh, you know that that forex, that more strategy kind of based game. I I feel like that talks to me a little bit more and it, and almost in a way is more kind of engaging than even an RTS which is incredibly reactionary and you have to be constantly kind of on the ball with this yeah. you know you've got your army over mm. here but you need to be knowing what your uh, you know dormant villagers down here are doing plus what this invading army is doing over here you, you've got to be kind of all over the place but it's just the same constantly constant 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 i mean it, it, it's it's an interesting thing because it's like maybe you've just outgrown yeah absolutely games. i was yes yeah like you know for for a long time i loved racing games and then it wasn't until really forza horizon 4 where it was like i fell off them for a good what 10 mm. year 8 year period mm. it's like only until i played that game where it's like oh yeah racing games are real yeah. fun again so, it, 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 it's I mean, possible. I mean, I mean, if 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 time wasn't an object, my challenge would be find a different RTS and see if you have the yes. same like drain. Yeah. But I mean, who has the time to play games? I mean, how many RTSs yeah, get made these days as well? It's it, 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 it's uh, almost uh, a, a very niche sort of genre these days. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, bizarre. It's a weird one, though, because this game was made in development, I presume, before Microsoft bought that company. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's made by Relic, who made the Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War games, which I really liked. It's right. not made by uh, Assemble. Assemble, yes. I think it was the previous Maybe. studio who made those. So, mm. it's, it's you know, Microsoft just have the IP. And have then oh, just, right. I guess, given it, it to because if it was a studio case X. of like they're just bolstering the Game Pass library, and they're just like, look, if people who like Age of Empires signed on, you know, signed on to Game Pass and enjoyed this game, cool. Let's try and get a new audience, cool. But mm. it's really just there to bolster yeah, the completely. library. I mean, then I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But if it's if it's a case where it's like this game was in development for. A long time because the last game was fifteen years ago. Then that would be generally no. I, I think this is a quick. I think this is a improved. very quick turnaround. I think this is slap sort dash, of yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Very. You know, it's only got like Not slap six, dash, that's a bit harsh, six or but, eight know. sort of um, different empires to play as. Mm. Um, mm. They they do work slightly differently, and there's a little bit of challenge in understanding how they kind of each work. There's a campaign in there as well. With some mm. with some great um, like video footage yeah. before each of the things, you know, it, it will cut to some great drone footage of the historic battle mm-hmm. site that this <laughs> thing, and it really leans into the history of stuff. And I'm like, don't care, just want to play the game. <laughs> yeah, like, you spent all of this money doing history. this, and, I, and 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 some people will absolutely love that. But I'm like, nah, cancel. Don't play you know, the campaign. Like, just play a skirmish. Trebuchets. 
<laughs> I mean, no, I'm all about the trebuchet. I'm all about the trebuchet. It, they take down buildings <laughs> amazingly quickly. But yeah. well, that don't sucks. care. <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Don't care anymore. Um, so yeah, in terms of a nostalgia scary. kind of hit, that's kind of almost had the opposite effect on me. It'd be mm. like, do, do you right. know, yes, have I outgrown this? D- well, do I enjoy it anymore? I, you know, I did enjoy it in my younger days, but is that it, because I was yeah. ignorant of all of the other fucking experiences I could have had? Well, there's a good case for this where I saw a headline saying that Left for Dead has got more players than Back for mm. Blood now. Yeah. It's like that game's seen a resurgence because, I mean... The only reason that I didn't fall asleep playing with you and um, Tom was because I was too busy trying not to puke. Uh, <laughs> sickness. But I didn't like those games anyway too much. So, it, mm. but it's an in- but there's the stat where it's like this has drawn more people to go and play the progenitor of this kind of uh, genre, and that's kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they're getting res- residuals from, from like the, the people buying the original game, then cool. But if not, mm, I would be like, they really like that thing we made before. <laughs> they don't <laughs> like the thing we made now. <laughs> well, it's 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 kind uh, of um, isn't it? Is it Turtle Rock who made um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back for Blood. Evolve. Um, and the first Left for Dead, because Valve made it. Yes, but did Turtle Rock also make exactly. Evolve? Yes. Mm. Yes, so Turtle Rock mm-hmm. made, yeah, Left for Dead. Counter Strike oh, Source as well. Um, yeah. Left for Dead in 2008, Evolve in 2015, and then Back for Blood. 15. Yeah. So they took their sweet long time making Back for Blood. And it seems like it's going to have a drop off real quick, yeah. real soon. Which I mean, the the only thing that could save it, um, I think, is we don't. The market doesn't is like just a desolate for PVE gunplay games. They need a that aren't MMOs, mode. right? Like that that are like pick up, play a session, and like that's almost the reason why I haven't really like tried to wrangle more is the fact that like. Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 had these lovely, like, short few battle storylines, and this is one continuous thing, and I think that's actually a bad thing, that it is, like, seven, was it, seven levels to get through Act 1 to get to the fucking, to Act 1 to get to the opening credits, well, it's four levels or whatever, yeah, then another yeah, four, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it's, like, Act 2, 3, 4, or whatever, and it's just this long stretched out campaign that you're still switching things up and like not really roguing rogue light lighting um and i'd rather it be much more like uh play this chunk like let's just play this these four maps we like playing these four maps yeah um yeah because i can see why that would be a deterrent for some people i mean i think it's got in its favor the fact that it's like cross play and it's seamless in that but very much. I don't know. Those games just don't interest me. It's like I'll either I either just want something that's full on horde mode, like mm. I don't know, like the first level in uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, where it's just like you're in the house and that's it. Or I want something a bit more expansive with like more mechanics, like say State of Decay. Like I played some State of Decay earlier for to get 
a Microsoft reward point, and it's like just dropped into a horde mode on that, and it's like, yeah, this is this is fun. It's like, or you can just go into the whole management sim main campaign in that, and mm. that's also fun. This just seems like a a relic of the two thousands and stuck in between, and it's just so hard to predict nowadays. It's like. <laughs> They could add a mode in it and it just blows up, or it could just just die and just go into the ether, which is it's just so unpredictable now. Mm. Like, how are you gonna? You, you can't account for things like Among Us or that Jelly Bean Baby game that that you like, Ben. For, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like who would have thought that would blow up or, you know so it's just like yeah it's rough it's rough for anyone absolutely a multiplayer yeah. game like, yeah. and on a team who's probably you know double A at that point it's like it's just gotta be so rough mm. you know, you gotta be nervous every day making that game and every day after launch because you just don't know absolutely yeah left for deadness <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we went on a. I'm glad we got yeah. to. I'm glad we got to a yeah, point where it's yeah. <laughs> making games is hard, and it doesn't always it hit right with everybody. Mm. Um, from 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 that you know instant like, hey, I've I'm playing a remake of a game from you know twenty years ago. Um, mm. I, I don't think there's any. I I mean I so rarely go back to games. Even yeah. even kind yeah. of like remakes, um, something like Shadow of the Colossus, maybe uh, was a more recent um, kind of thing, which was fantastic in terms of the yeah. the, the remake. Yeah, um, really good. But yeah, I don't think there's really anything that, that kind of. Yeah, I I I know you definitely don't look back, Ben. Which is probably the healthy. Hmm. Uh, there's no time <laughs> to go, but fuck the past. There's no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm like, just let me stay in the past. I remember, I was in 1996 for a while playing Quake and Donkey Kong Country. Uh, so yeah, I always go back, and it's like, yes, the nostalgia's there. Like, I think I play more old games than new games each year. So yeah, I I'm permanently in that spot idea. Whereas uh, Ben's opposite. So yeah, you can't get me from 1990s. <laughs> I'm here playing my Tamagotchi and Game Boy. <laughs> just making <laughs> sure it's me. Just give it a bit of a clean up his poo, give it some food. Just make sure <laughs> yeah. it survives the night. Um, Adult, um, having having played this and having finished it, so it's kind of like a final thought. Is there anything else that kind of calls out to you at the moment as well? Uh, um, sort of something that is maybe like a remake or uh, or, or something like. Um, you know, I don't know how much you played the kind of original Metroid games to lean into something like Metroid Dread, but is there is there something somewhere which is kind of new but old but enough old? to to get you into? Uh, not really. Um, I might have a slight worry that this is going to just push my RPG itch because, like, I never finished Octopath. Oh yeah. I'd restart that game though, obviously, because I was like a few characters in. Like, mm-hmm. I don't fucking remember anything that's going on. It's 
Like, I don't remember. I, I would need the easy fights to remember the w- combat system, maybe, but mostly just like I'd like to, I'd like to play the plot. Um, I think this might have finally unlocked the it's okay to play games that take a long time mm. bit. Um, oh. Achievement unlocked. That I've been, yeah, I, I think so, just because it was like, oh, yeah. Except for last night when I was really close to the end, I was playing a couple hours here or there. And that was fine. Yeah. If you can I, do 13 hours, you can do 300. In the yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so it's, it's mostly figuring out what, what next to bar play, because I have so many games. I think getting on a roll is what I usually look to, because it's like just jumping into a big game. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, I can't do it. Even if it, it's like, get on a roll, play mm. unpacking. Oh yeah, Jeff, that's already on my list. So I actually, the, I mean, uh, we probably do we have to, do we don't have really well, we have just enough time for me to say a few words about the Hermitage oh, case yes. files, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is what I think I'll play a little more of after we sign off today. Um, it's a paranormal visual novel style detective game from the east. <laughs> um, like, it, I mean, it. it it's a lot of text. I, I mean, when I stream texty games, I try and read in slightly different voices for the main character versus others. I can't guarantee the others won't all be variants of the same thing, but I try and at least <laughs> whatever. Uh, but like, if ooh, I mean, there was so much reading that game. The premise is you're a dude who runs a bookshop that has weird books and a schoolgirl comes in talking about her strange dreams which may or may not portend the future uh and then you like spoiler alert for my first two hour two and a half hours we've finds of evidence through deduction that it seems like she actually did see the event she thought she saw one of the events she thought she saw and you also get introduced to a character who is a lawyer but also works with the city and so gets access to surveillance tapes. She's basically your external source of information because <laughs> you literally stay in your bookshop and you go upstairs above the bookshop to use the internet, which involves one forum page for strange stories and the television. <laughs> and like, and it, it it hints that something happened about a year ago, um, really drastic, that you, a couple other people, and this... Um, your, this lady friend who has access to all the things we're involved in. And as a result, you are hiding out, staying, living in the bookshop. Um, I can't say much more because mm. I had one investigation, which was very like, here you go, because it was teaching me about investigations and it took two and a half hours. I mean, again, I think it'll take less time if you weren't reading everything out loud. Yes. Yeah. slowly to the, the internet um but uh it, it was a story interesting at least though it, it had enough intrigue for me to keep going uh i do think that if the if it's like i, I want some challenge in the clues and it, it yeah, like yeah. i i did some brief poking and it seems like there are bad endings to some of the chapters mm. or like not the best ending which is good that means well, that's what i like about these types of games is where you won't screw everything up but you can you need like you still have to do the deductive work. That's why I like like I'm interested in this game is because I do like yeah. these mystery type 
games. I like. I, I, I'm a logician for Christ's sake. Of course, I want to try and d- deduce my way through things, and then feel like I beat the game with the power of my mind. Um, <laughs> and so, I'm curious about that. But I think that is also where, like, story right now feels okay. It's paranormal stuff, and there's you find you didn't get access to the bookshelf until an hour and a half in in your in your bookstore, and then the only bookshelf that matters is the one where you keep all the special books, and like three of them are. Cthulhu references, one of which an RPG, and it's like, ah, okay, well, this feels like I'm not sure how much stretch and imaginative nature the paranormal might be, which is fine. But like then, if if the if the game mechanic of solving the mysteries is, isn't great, or it's just too few and far between, like the writing is, you can forgive games for being like. Uh, on the nose tropey sometimes he's like but sometimes you feel like mm, the authors think they're doing a thing but it feels tropey and cliched mm-hmm. uh and i'm not sure where it lies so i mean i enjoyed it uh the the music is scoring is all right sometimes it really doesn't fit the mood because it's like often a theme for uh entire but conversation. when it's like ah, whimpered people are like and, it, and then there's and then, and then i whispered to her It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not quite that bad, but it definitely has moments where you like maybe like hit change the MP3 just just for yeah. this these three screens. Um, but yeah, it, it's also a bit odd that like it shows you when you're talking out loud. It changes the color of the text box. Um, but you do a lot of internal monologuing because you're the narrator of the game, right. which took a while to figure out. Um, but then sometimes when you're just going through stuff, you speak out loud and you're like, why did he say that out loud to an empty room? <laughs> like, why? you guys made the active choice to make it clear that he is not just thinking in his head because you've given me the flag that he's saying it out loud. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's part of the story. Yeah, potentially, yeah. yeah. Maybe you see, you know, something, yeah. something appears and he's actually been talking to someone the entire time. Uh, yeah. Could be. So, so it, uh, it re- good. I was going to say, it reminded me of this game called Tokyo Dark, which I still haven't finished, but... Uh, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, me too. Mm. Uh, that's why I bought it and still haven't finished it, so <laughs> maybe check that out as well. And Tangle Tower, I think you'd like that. That's a generally good mystery game. I think it's on Apple Arcade. Oh, where, I don't where, have you, that. where it's like it does guide you. It must be a very hard balance to strike. Where it's like it doesn't want to guide you too much, mm. but you know it, it wants to follow you on that story. But there is this kind of more puzzles than deduction, I uh, guess. But um, yeah. uh, speaking of puzzles and deduction, what's the name of that game you played on the boat, Ben? Return of the Overdone. No, the or <laughs> maybe it wasn't a boat. The <laughs> <laughs> Weird graphics, something solving a mystery. No, 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 no. This year, take five minutes to figure party. Out yeah, I can't remember what it was. Weird. You played a game. Weird graphics. You had to on a boat. Uh, maybe it wasn't a boat, but it was a. You solved a mystery. You had to solve a mystery. It was an odd, oddish game. You played it this year. I can't. I, hang on. Hang on. Let me find my list of games I played this year. <laughs> um, oh no! I, I, I oh uh, you ooh, a mystery game I played this year. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's have a look at this. This is my twenty sure my twenty twenty one list. Come on, my twenty twenty one list. Open up my twenty twenty one list. Open 
third list of 2021. Um, mystery games, mystery games. Uh, mystery game. I mean, you're like you're so, still enjoying. I'm, I'm looking through my list. Paradise I'm looking through killer. my list of games that I've. I've uh, it's gonna come to me at some point. It's played. Um, I mean, it's none of those. 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 Oh, you know what? I could pl- re- finish playing because I only played an hour of the stream, which was Black Sad. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Yeah. The comic book one. Yeah. Backbone. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember the name. Of I this don't game. know. Uh, uh, mystery games I played. The big con is sort of a mystery game, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. Twelve minutes is no. a mystery game, and it's set on a boat. I, I the boat might be my brain making something up. Don't ignore the boat. <laughs> I mean, I played a game. Fact, that, ignore it. Played a game that was on a boat mm-hmm. called King of Seas, where you're a pirate on a boat. But uh, yeah. apart from that, I've got no idea. Mystery. It's not Paradise Killer from last year either. Oh, maybe it is Paradise Killer. It is Paradise Killer. I said that before I went to the toilet. Oh, I didn't hear you because we were. <laughs> I was listening to Ben talk about finding his book. Um, was I didn't realize Paradise Killer was Paradise last year. It was last year. Yeah. Yes, Paradise Killer ah. was fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for whoever's editing this podcast <laughs> to realize that I said it four times. Oh, I mean that will that will be realized. Ah. Oh. Oh. I was, yeah. Well, it's fine. Uh, it's I'm sorry, Lucy. Fine. There'll be some. There might no, be some no, post editing. No, going it's because uh, I, I just think it's funny. Uh, just, I mean, it, it makes for a good. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah I was gonna say because if you don't remember the name of the game, it, me saying Paradise yeah. Killer, what does that truly yes, exactly, mean? Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. But if you haven't played Paradise yeah. Killer, play Paradise <laughs> Killer because that's a fucking fantastic game. I need to play um, that. Yeah. What a good. Is it on a boat? Good, it's not on a boat. There's, there's, there's oh. an island, there's isn't a boat it? In it. <laughs> One of the characters lives on a boat. Um, yeah. Let's finish there. Anyway, this week. it's on an island, isn't um, it? It's like on oh, a set no. of islands. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah, see, the water, marine... Yeah. <laughs> Paradise <laughs> Return of the Oberdin. Paradise Den Killer. Oh, let's talk about beers. Lucy, you only had one. Um, yeah, yeah we, it's good. It's the best yeah, one I had good. today. Perfect. Um, I had two beers. Uh, one was the Arbor, one was the Boundary. I would drink both again, but the Arbor more than the Boundary because it was just so much easier to drink as a one-shot um, I could easily pick that up tomorrow uh, and have again. Whereas the boundary, I'd want to drink with friends. Both good beers, but the boundary definitely. Uh, you know, I've st- I've still got that much of it left. Oh, so wow. yeah. you know, I I, I want to kind of split this with people. Whereas the the what was it called? All the Simcoe, Simcoe ladies. ladies. Yes. From, from Would Arma. you put a ring on it? Um, every day, I drink that beer every day. Uh, Adol, how about you? Oh, cool. Yes. I really like both beers, um, but I think I'm going to go with the Siren Enter Simcoe um, this week, uh, and I think it's it comes down to like they're both really good. They both do interesting things. I liked that um, the Enter Simcoe had um, a little more oat forward, a little more creaminess. Uh, it really brought the Simcoe IPA uh, flavors out without being really strong, mm. like in your face. And the nice multi brown ale felt like it was doing something kind of along the same lines, was giving you chocolate, um, coffee, some nutty multi-tastes without, again, being in your face. 
But ultimately, I, I, so they both are doing like a, a nice, nuanced, reserved, but really, like I said, nuanced. Like you get the detail. There's interesting things going on. But the uh, nice, I, I'm a bigger fan of like a slightly boozier, hazy IPA than a brown ale. Like like the, the it isn't yeah. a oh this yeah. is the clear quality winner. They're both doing what they want to do really well, and I, they're both doing it in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna get the siren a second time. Uh, while I would, if you like brown ales, I'd fully recommend the nice to malt you. Um, I'm and if you, it, yeah, or if you just want a lighter um, sort of coffee, multi-forward beer, so, like because you don't want a boozier uh, stout or something, uh, th- that's an excellent beer to have. Nice, good, perfect. So, if you want to talk to us about the beers that you've been drinking, all the games that you've been playing, you can do so in lots of different ways. We are at Tanked Up Cast on most of the socials. I'm at Never underscore 47. Lucy is Juicy Lucy 9. Adel is at The Omniarch. On all of the socials and the places that we play games as well. Chuck us a follow, a like, a subscribe, a listen, a share with your friend, a tell someone else about this, a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. A million pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chuck us a million pounds. I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be brilliant. Uh, a few beers, even just a few beers. That'd be, I mean, that'd be good. We'll just take the few like a tenner, beers. tenner for a couple of beers. That'd be fine. Um, you can get us in all of the standard places. As I said, that tags up cast on almost everywhere. Or you can go to outoflies.net to listen to all of our old episodes, see our beautiful faces, uh, read the various reviews that we um, put out. As Lucy said, she is looking to put up a review soonish. Um, and, yeah, yeah the, the last week. one you did, what was it? Bonfire Peaks. Yeah, yeah it was indeed. Perfect. Um, there's some other writings. It'll be shorter than that one. There's some other writings that we all put up as well. Uh, and Adol's first looks streams. If you miss them and you don't go onto the Twitch, uh, you should. But also, if you don't, then they're on our YouTube page and on outoflives.net as well. Uh, Adol, we didn't get to talk about Hermitage a huge amount, but people can watch those first. Part two of that and is half by hours. choice. Yes. Yeah. You can go and watch those first two and a half hours over on outoflives.net uh, or on the YouTube when it is put up or on the Twitch VOD right now. Uh, yeah, tell your friends, share a beer with us, come and join us in the Discord, have a chat with us, be cool, yeah. don't be a Tory. Uh, that's probably the worst thing you can <laughs> do at the moment. Um, love the world, drink enjoyable beer, play lovely games, don't buy NFTs, stop raping the fucking uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah i think that's it i like i like how you you were like i have a hard out at 10 and then you were like oh plugs i'm not going 47 we can and now you're just like nfts fuck the tories like don't forget to comment on the videos the engagement matters on youtube i've got a platform i can do what i like with it Fuck the Tories. We've been tanked up. <laughs> Goodbye. Agreed. <laughs> Bye. www.outoflives.net